0: Hello and welcome. I'm Rob Levitt and this is C-Suite Marketing. Today's episode is an excerpt from a CMO panel that Dave Munn, President of ITSMA, facilitated at the ITSMA Marketing Vision Conference in October. His guests are Carol Carpenter, CMO at VMware, Sarah Kennedy, VP of Global Growth and Demand at Google Cloud, and Antonia Wade, Global CMO at PwC. All three marketing leaders talked with Dave about ITSMA's buyer behavior data, and they shared their insights on how marketing leaders are continually adapting in an unpredictable marketplace, as well as how they're planning for future growth. Their conversation ranged from what they're focusing on today how they're keeping their seat at the table with other C-level executives, and what they're doing to make sure their organizations and their businesses are positioned for future success. And of course, they also talked about customer engagement and what they're doing to engage with executives. This is where we jump into the conversation. C-Suite Marketing is sponsored by Boardroom Insiders, a business intelligence platform that makes executive engagement easier than ever. Learn more at boardroominsiders.com. Learn more about this podcast and all the work we do on executive engagement, ABM, and other B2B marketing issues at itsma.com. And please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And now for today's show.
1: When you look at the customer engagement, executive engagement, you know, what are you hearing about how the senior most executives that you're working with, that you're engaging with, what are they saying about how they want to engage with you, how they want to engage going forward? Are they sharing their preferences and and what they'd like to see more of? Because we hear they clearly want more tailored, relevant experiences they want more engagement, not just pitching to, they want more collaboration and they're willing to collaborate. So, you know, it'd be interesting to hear all of you comment on that. I mean, Carol, we could start with you and then we can go to to Sarah and Antonia.
2: Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely mixed and it depends on who you're talking to and in which part mm-hmm. of the world, right? So like, you know, Singapore, they've been back in person for a while. Um, China, same thing. Um, parts of Europe are d- definitely, we've been having more. So it, it does depend and it depends also on, um, you know, the, the government regulations to what you can do. So that, you know, all of that factors in. It's interesting though, um, someone mentioned it earlier, we are definitely moving into a hybrid world. I think for the next two years, the great monolithic in-person event with hundred thousand plus people I I don't see that coming back. I mean, it could be proven wrong with some of the events coming up next year. I I just think that, you know, we all are preferring at least what we've heard is, yeah, they do want to get together. They want to get together in a way that's safe, a way where there is high level of immersion and engagement, which means, you know, often a little smaller. So we're looking at... um, you know, a hybrid future. Digital will obviously be a part of it. We we just held with VMworld, which was last week or the week prior, boy, it's all blurring, two weeks ago, we just held an executive summit in person. So it was an experiment. And we thought, gosh, you know, initially, you know, let's have a, you know, 500 to 1,000 with this is before the uh, Delta variant and some of the other restrictions in the Bay Area. And then, it was interesting because as you know, the country we went through in the US, a, a different sentiment around the spikes, we thought, okay, let's cancel it. The right thing to do is to cancel. It. And frankly, when we talked to many of these execs, they said, no, don't cancel. So we said, okay. And we, we just decided let's experiment. Anyway, long story short, we had 50 executives come. So we pared it down. We wanted about 30 to 50. Um, we did require that everyone had to be vaccinated and we did give everyone testing kits. So, you know, there were levels we took, and obviously it's by choice. And um, the ones who came, I have never in my many years of working in marketing, I have never had an event NPS score of 10, a net promoter score. They were over the moon. Every single person said, who, who attended? So self-selected, of course. Thank goodness. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to network, see our colleagues, and meet you all in person. So, I we're going to keep experimenting, you know, um, in smaller regional, more local events.
1: Yeah. Well, congrats on that number. Yeah. I mean, that's fantastic, and it does show when it's done well and done right, and people know what to expect in advance. Um, they're going to get a lot out of it. And so, we, and
2: I forgot to mention we built the stage outdoors so that they would not have to be masked so anyway
3: but you know you just have to think creatively
1: yeah 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 that's impressive um sarah how about you
3: yeah i mean I mixed bag as well i think um we similarly to i'm sure the the journey carol went on we had a few decisions to make and sort of go no go points we were going to do our executive uh, part of the experience have that be the audience um as a part of google cloud next um we decided uh, to we actually we had some other constraints also around how we were going to build up the space and some of the decisions we had to make from a broadcast and production point of view um, and just we got a lot of feedback at our we had some digital cio forums and cxo forums that we'd run throughout the year and we were running surveys and kind of taking the pulse of that audience as we were moving toward our largest event of the year which they all typically would be a part of in person um, and it was interesting so there was there was not um, there's kind of a mixed bag of some hesitant, some others weren't. And I think that depended upon the point in time in the year and, fr- and frankly, their own personal experiences, as well as where they were located around the globe. Um, but what was also interesting was um, a lot of the feedback around uh, a desire to be a part of the Google experience in a unique way and having lim- little and less desire to go to a venue that wasn't unique to um, the brand that they were they were wanting to be a part of and connect with. And I don't know if that was actually unique to Google, because I haven't done that kind of a survey since I've been here. And it might be because Google has some special spaces. Um, but I do think to Carol's point, like I don't see us going back to some kind of you know, 10, 20, 30,000 person event anytime soon. I frankly think this is an opportunity to design a really unique experience and be able to invest in the moments that matter most with those that really are investing in you to show up there, however, you figure out who that audience is. For us, that may be our top developer advocates and influencers around the world, it may be our top executives. Uh, but we did end up doing ours all digital uh, last week, and it was actually, it was the most successful digital executive forum we've had all year and we, we got smarter um, and we took a lot of feedback from the many others that we had leading up to it, but we had about 400 who had registered to be a part of what we call our leader circle experience and about 340 showed up and stayed on for the mm-hmm. full two hours. And I think it was 90% or so said the timing was just right. And so we finally figured out sort of the formula um, as well as what was the right amount and, and right type of content. Um, and the right people to put in front of them and gave them live interactions with our CEO and others that, um, you know, took a lot of technological hacking. I will say that behind the scenes, it takes a whole lot to do a live broadcast production on a platform that you're creating and trying to <laughs> drive a lot of engagement around, as we all can appreciate. Um, but I, that was for me, uh, it was really informative to say that we had gotten to the end of what has been a very um, high state of fatigue. And we got executives to actually engage and actively want to commit and be a part of that for um, a full two hour experience. So we we finally figured, feel like we got that right. Um, but going into next year, I'm super excited to have the insights thinking about how do we use our spaces in a different way? And when we're bringing back maybe more of that hybrid experience, um, really to make them feel and give them the opportunity to feel even more connected um, to the heart and soul of of who and what Google is and how we think about that and what moments they would be willing to get on a plane for just physically show up for and how we think about, of course, safety and all the other components of that. But um, it is definitely a a bit of a touch and go world whenever we're planning these things, but we now are designing for that agility and those decision points that can be expected and unexpected along the way. And you kind of have to, you plan for things a lot differently now, I believe as a marketing leader.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. And that last point too, is what the world we're in and what it's going to be like having those contingencies and backup plans and, you know, and, what'll happen to get to that point. Cause it's, right. you know, again, there's a lot of work in the process, but you know, that's extra time. That's really valuable.
3: To do right. That. And just by the way, the health and safety of speakers. I mean, mm-hmm. I've never sat, we have a plan B plan C plan D contingencies that we did reviews on for many, many, I mean, it, that was actually where I spent a ton of my time. Um, but the amount of just investment th- things, people market, or, uh, some of the things that marketers aren't talking about a lot is the investment in the health and safety piece. That's actually a new part of, our budget mix and thinking yeah. about what the COVID protocols and testing around that look like. That's now actually a big chunk of my budget. Every time I'm thinking about event where it's digi- whether it's digital or physical um, just even with the speakers and the crew and the people that are actually still coming and showing up and need to be uh, made safe and to feel safe as a part of that experience. It's a really critical part of our planning process now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good. And I, and that's uh, definitely more and more common than it used to be. Um, Antonia, how about you about some of the, Know what you're hearing from your, you know, your clients um, globally about different events, preferences, what they'd like to see in in areas you might be experimenting.
4: Yeah, with. so I mean, I, I mean, I would absolutely concur with what I've heard from uh, my other panelists, and I think many of the things that we're wrestling with and the opportunity, uh, you know, are the same. I guess the only thing that I would add, just to kind of, you know, not say the same things over again, is that one of the things that we've also been looking at is what is the upside of the non-attendance? So I think we all feel really good about like seeing each other in person, everyone kind of understands why that's good. But you know, we have been able to provide really rich and interesting insights because we've been able to see what people are doing virtually, how they're engaging with our digital content. We've been able to target things much more precisely and directly. Uh, so to show, you know, yes, okay, we might not have been able to have those face-to-face events, but we have been able to learn different things about our clients. Um, and that, so there's, mm. there's benefits in maintaining the hybrid because um, actually th- there is something to be lost by go- going back purely to face-to-face. And whilst I think that um, certainly in professional services, people really enjoy the face-to-face elements, very important part of it. Um, I think it's just important to continue to remind the organization that there are, um, you know, there are interesting learnings from, you know, the digital side of the house that you would lose if we went entirely back to what we already had.
1: And that's, that's a really interesting point because, you know, you know, people don't expect everything to be normal again. in you know, one year, two years. And so those learnings that you talked about, and that's, there's some executives who are saying, they don't want to travel as much anymore. You know, their bottom line kind of likes it too. (laughs) You know, when they're traveling less, and the the environment
4: loves us for not traveling too. So
1: (laughs) yeah, exactly. I want to thank all three of you for a fantastic discussion Great points and examples. Really appreciate your time and being part of our our marketing vision conference this year and uh, look forward to seeing you all again soon.
2: Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Dave, so
0: much. Yep. Yep.
1: Thanks, all. Take care, everyone.
0: Thanks so much for listening please let me know what you think of the episode and any suggestions you might have for other guests or other topics for future podcast conversations. Check out other episodes of C-Suite Marketing on ITSMA.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks again to our sponsor, Boardroom Insiders. Have a great day.